As we approach the NFL draft, the Packers, well, they make news on social media. The Brewers, they're continuing their winning ways behind some outstanding pitching. And the Bucks, they've got a decision to make here as we make our way towards the NBA playoffs. All of that coming up on the 414 Sports Podcast, presented by Soul Boxer. Let's go. Welcome in once again. I'm Don Wachillas. Thank you for being part of the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Soul Boxer. Soul Boxer crafting and bottling bartender quality cocktails you can enjoy anywhere. The brandy old-fashioned, the bourbon old-fashioned, and the Manhattan are bottled to remain true to their supper club origins. Wherever you get your libations at, check the supermarket, whatever the case may be, Pick up a bottle of Soul Boxer. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. So as we said in the intro, a lot to get to here on this podcast with regards to the Packers and the Brewers and the Bucks. But let's start there in Green Bay. So this past week, the Packers made a little bit of news as a social media post made its way onto Twitter. And I know shocking enough that something happened on social media that caught people's ire, but it was a picture of a potential trade NFL draft day between the Packers and the New England Patriots with regards to Jordan Love. So within that picture was the trade scenario, shall we say, between Jordan Love and then being shipped to, as I said, the New England Patriots for a series of draft choices. Whether or not that will happen, it remains to be seen. I think it's a potential scenario uh, as we make our way towards the NFL draft, and, and I'll say this right now, next week our podcast will be completely focused on the NFL draft. We're going to have a little bit of fun with it. Everybody else projects where players are going to go, what teams will take at what position. So why not? Let's jump into fray. We'll give our take on the NFL draft. We'll do that next week as the time of us putting this podcast together, we're about a week and a day away from the NFL draft beginning on that Thursday, which will be the opening round. So as I said, next week, over the weekend, we'll put together a podcast, throw it out there with our take on the NFL draft. But with that, the fact that there is talk about potentially trading Jordan Love, you never know. You just don't know. You have these ideas of how you would do it, but really you need to go out and look at what the scouts and the coaches and the front offices are looking at because what you and I might think of as a good deal might be perceived differently by those individuals, and that's what makes the NFL draft so intriguing as you have all of these draft experts, all of these college football experts, all of these NFL experts that examine tape and review the materials in front of them to nausea almost 
But what ends up happening is it relies on whatever that war room is for whatever team as far as how they want to go. So whether or not Brian Gutekunst and the Green Bay Packers are going to be willing to trade Jordan Love, well, that remains to be seen. But it would answer, if he is traded, some of the questions regarding why Aaron Rodgers hasn't had his contract renewed and whether or not they were waiting to see what they could do with Jordan Love in that chess piece and how they move it on the board. Uh, it, it's an interesting take. Whether or not it was factual or real, that's a source of debate. Obviously, things on social media sometimes aren't what they appear to be. So it, it'll be an interesting scenario when we make our way into the NFL draft. One more item with the Packers as we approach that NFL draft next week, and that is the wide receiver core. There was an article in the Wisconsin State Journal talking about that receiving core and how the fact that none of them are really signed past next season. So whether we're talking about Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquise Valdez-Scantling, uh, Equinidia St. Brown, Devin Funches, who's coming in this season as a free agent, none of these receivers are signed past next year. Now, it's interesting when you listen to local sports talk radio, uh, as I was doing earlier today on 1250 AM, the fan and listening to the big show and hearing some of the callers discussing this particular topic that we're focused on right now and how they are very quick to dismiss the entire receiving core, that we're going back to a run game. I, you know, the game evolves, and yes, the running back position is once again starting to become ever more important, but never discredit the fact that the NFL has become a downfield game. It, it's about moving the ball in large chunks, and yes, now we're reestablishing the run a little bit to help with that downfield attack, but the game is through the air. This is not my father's football of the 1960s where it was ground and pound and you threw three, four, five times a game. This game has evolved into a downfield style of offense, and I don't see it reverting completely back to that 1960s style of football. And yes, again, the running back position ever so important, but don't dismiss the importance of the receiving core. So Devontae Adams, probably the best receiver in all of the NFL right now, not signing him. I don't know. I don't know if the Packers can afford to do that. Valdez Scantling, St. Brown, Devin Funches. Those are three guys who we may find expendable depending on what happens with the draft and what happens with free agency. The one receiver outside of Devontae Adams that I don't think gets the credit he rightly deserves, that's Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard doesn't necessarily catch a lot of balls for you, but if you look at the 22 film, the 22 tape, the tape from up above, you would be astounded by what he does from a blocking standpoint. Now, I know receivers aren't supposed to set picks, but let's face it, every team does it. You'd be amazed at what he does in that faction of the offense. Alan Lazard is a very integral part of the offense, but not necessarily from a celebrity, I'll call it, standpoint where he's catching a lot of balls, a lot of touchdowns. He's doing little things on the field that other receivers 
won't and don't do that allow the offense to execute at the level it does. So in hearing some of the discussions today, as I was saying, listening to 1250, the fan here in Milwaukee, and hearing some of the callers essentially dismissing the entire receiving core, wanting to bring all new in, well, that is always going to be a knee-jerk reaction by fans. But I'm telling you, from my perspective, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard are two guys you really need to keep on this team if you do plan on holding on to Aaron Rodgers and in the next two, three, four years really making a serious run at another Super Bowl. So as I said, next week we'll focus completely on the NFL draft and give our takes on the teams, their picks, and nail the projections that we can find, and we'll cover that at that point. On the other side of our 10-second break, let's talk Brewer baseball because the Brewers are winning series, except for when they play Pittsburgh, but they're winning series and they're playing some really outstanding baseball and got many of us in the 414 thinking, could this be that magical season we've been waiting for? We'll talk Brewer baseball next. What a great time of the year. This time is is kind of fun as far as sports goes here in the 414. Obviously, we just got done talking about the Packers, who are seemingly always relevant. The NFL finds a way to stay relevant 12 months out of the year, even though their season doesn't necessarily go 12 months. But now with the Brewers back in play, the Bucks we'll talk about later heading into the postseason. It's just a fun time to be a sports fan here in the 414. And with that, let's get into baseball as the Brewers win again yesterday. At the time of taping this podcast, they beat the Padres 6-0. So regardless of what happens in Game 3 of that series, the Brewers will take another series this year. That's three out of five. They lose the opening series to the Twins after winning the home opener, but then take series from Chicago. They take series from St. Louis. And the pesky Pittsburgh Pirates, just one of those teams that year in and year out, no matter how they're projected for the season outcome, just really give the Milwaukee Brewers a hard time. So Milwaukee only wins one of three against Pittsburgh at home and then hits the road to take on the San Diego Padres. The Padres, one of the teams out west that a lot of people are buzzing about. They've they've spent a ton of money to bring in a ton of talent and make a run at the Los Angeles Dodgers, but the Brewers have had their number. They win game two of that three-game affair 6 nothing, but once again, the storyline with the Milwaukee Brewers has been their starting pitching, and that's not something we've been able to say all too often in being Milwaukee Brewer fans. So Corbin Burns has a 0.37 ERA. He's given up one earned run in 24 in a third innings, an unbelievable start to the season. He became the first pitcher in this Padre win in modern history since 1893 to record 40 strikeouts without 
issuing a single walk to begin the season. The previous record was 35 by Adam Rain- Wainwright, excuse me, of the St. Louis Cardinals. And Corbin Burns has just been on fire. I mean, after three games here, he looks like he's the Cy Young winner already. And I granted, we got a ton of baseball to play. But the Brewers are getting pitching like they've never seen before. Now, I'll say this. Here is one thing that absolutely brings Brewer fans their ire up. And it was earlier today. Again, today being the time of us putting this podcast together. ESPN, the four-letter network, after Corbin Burns does this unbelievable job on the mound against the Padres, his unbelievable start, and ESPN focuses on the California Angels, the Los Angeles Angels, the Anaheim Angels, whatever Angels city they're they're attaching themselves to today, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the fact that the Yankees snapped their losing streak on a crazy wild pitch at the end of the game. Not one mention, not one mention of what Corbin Burns is doing. And that is why many a times you see people here in the Midwest that really raise their ire because the networks like ESPN fail to highlight what has been one of the historical starts in Major League Baseball history. So with that, the Brewers again getting ready to play game three of their set against the San Diego Padres with a chance to sweep, and that's always a difficult task. Winning two out of three is remarkable. Sweeping the Padres would just put a feather in the cap after going one of three against the Pittsburgh Pirates, especially out west. Many a times the Brewers will head out west, and those West Coast road trips, whether we're talking the Brewers, the Packers, or the Bucks, tend to really be difficult for those professional teams here in the state of Wisconsin for the Brewers to go out and get a big series victory against the Padres is definitely a feather in their cap as they will then head back to Chicago to take on our arch rival, the Chicago Cubs, in a set down at Wrigley Field. So keep an eye on the Brewers playing some unbelievable baseball and doing it right now with pitching. We've been a team in the past that has had to outscore teams, which is obvious in order to get a victory, but you understand what I'm saying. We relied heavily on the offensive side in order to get those victories, and this year there have been times when the offense has struggled and the pitching has been outstanding. It has been right where this Brewer team has needed, and let's hope it can continue on throughout this very long baseball season because if it does, This could be a magical ride for the Milwaukee Brewers. Up next, the NBA and the Milwaukee Bucks as we start inching our way towards the NBA playoffs. The Bucks got a decision to make. We'll get to it next. All right, let's talk some NBA basketball with our Milwaukee Bucks. But before we do that, once again, we want to thank Soul Boxer, crafting and bottling bartender-quality cocktails you can enjoy anywhere, the brandy old-fashioned, the bourbon old-fashioned, the Manhattan, all crafted to remain true to their supper club origins. Check them out at your local grocer, 
take a peek wherever you get your libations at. As I said earlier, you will not be disappointed with taking home a bottle of Soul Boxer with the NBA as it is quickly approaching once again. Hard to believe after what took place last season, but we're headed towards the playoffs. This past week, the Bucks had victories against Minnesota in Atlanta, but fell to Memphis and fell to Phoenix in a game it would take way too long to uh, to hash out what took place at the end of that game. If you want to know what I'm talking about, hit up social media. There's a ton of commentary with regards to that loss to Phoenix, a 128-127 overtime loss at the Fiserv Forum. But as we make our way through this week at the time of this podcast being put together, they've got two games at home against the Philadelphia 76ers Philadelphia right now with that number one seed four games ahead of Milwaukee for that number one seed so it's going to be interesting to see do the Bucks really care about the number one seed and normally you might waver a little bit but when you look at the teams that potentially have their playoffs uh, spot locked is what I'm trying to get at they are teams that the Bucks have traditionally struggled with. So having the number one seed and maybe a bit of an easier path to the Eastern Conference Finals might not be a bad thing, but it seems as if Coach Bud, the front office, and this team has been willing to try various things throughout the regular season, trying to get through the regular season, obviously being playoff eligible, but also being healthy. And so it's going to be interesting to see how the Bucks go against the Philadelphia 76ers. And we'll know early on, on Thursday and then obviously into Saturday when those games are played, as to what the Milwaukee Bucks approach will be. Either way, I understand. To me, there is no right way. Either way, you're going to try and get that number one seed, which makes all the sense in the world, or you're just trying to maneuver some things, check out some X's and O's, check out some substitution patterns, and be ready for the playoffs. So either way, I don't know if there is a correct path. I know some people have strong feelings both ways, but for me, it's just a matter of being competitive down the stretch, winning some games. By all means, you don't want to fall as far as the seeding goes. You don't want to give that up. But you also don't want to put all of your eggs in the basket, at least in my opinion, about trying to get to that number one seed. It's more important this year that they make a strong run in the playoffs. After being knocked out by Toronto two years ago, the Bucks last year, like a lot of teams, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of the bubble down in Orlando, it just didn't look right. It didn't feel right for them. It, it didn't look like they had their energy. There was a lot going on, and teams will respond, obviously, different in various situations, and it didn't look like that team responded well with everything that was going on. So hopefully, new year, new attitude, a new opportunity to now make a run, at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. I would love to see... Obviously, as a hometown fan, the Bucks get into the finals. But I think it's really important after what took place last year that the Bucks at least make the Eastern Conference Finals. And then we can analyze and do some things from there. 
All right, that just about wraps things up for us on this edition of the 414 Sports Podcast. Don't forget, next week's podcast will be solely dedicated to the upcoming NFL draft, as we'll have some fun with that, like everybody else is having, trying to project ahead at what the Packers will do, as well as some other teams. There's there's huge news, obviously, out of San Francisco as they traded up to that number three spot. And who will they take at quarterback? That's been of great debate over the last couple of weeks. And what the heck, we might as well join the fray. Thank you so much for listening. Our thanks to Soul Boxer, as always, for being our presenting sponsor. Have a great week. Be safe. And as I said, next week, let's talk some NFL draft. This has been the 414 Sports Podcast. I'm Don Wachilla. (laughs) 